This is Randy Rosetta with HubSafePreps.com with the Late in the Week Tiger Tracks podcast. Late because I'm with Jay Nordcutt, the friendship football coach. This is you guys, I'm always hesitant to call it a bye week or an off week because I know you guys still have stuff to do, but didn't have a game this week, which came at a good time, I think, for you guys. Pretty tough three-week grind, took care of business in New Mexico, now you got to head down and mm-hmm. battle of as legacy unbeaten. I should know that from our right they've standings. Lost, they've lost, lost one game. Okay, but they're they're good. They are they're always good. Always good, and they're going to have a B in their bond a little bit after you guys <laughs> took care of them last year. So that's next week. We'll talk about that in a minute. What did you do with your guys this week to kind of keep them locked in? Well, during the open <laughs> week, I think it's kind of a balance of continuing to get better because, you know, you need to do that. You know, we don't believe you ever stay the same around here. You either get better or you get worse. So we wanted to continue to get better. But then at the same time, I think you have to schedule in uh, some time to, to physically and mentally, you know, recoup. you got some guys that have some boo-boos they need to get healthy from, and so you have to kind of take that into account. So just trying to juggle that and get it all in, and I think we did this week. We had some great practices. We had some great film sessions. We got some great lifts in, you know, and so I, I was really pleased with how our guys did this week. I've talked to you since the game at Cleveland. That sounded like a pretty complete effort. First shutout since Clovis, does that sound right? Did you guys beat Clovis a few years ago? I believe so, yes, okay. sir. Which I'm guessing your defensive coordinator is pretty pumped up about that. Anytime that zero shows up on the right side of the score, that's a pretty good night. Oh, absolutely, and I was fired up about it as well, you know, and I think another thing that was big was that was really two back-to-back defensive performances that I thought mm-hmm. were just really lights out, you know, and so that's what we were looking for out of our team and out of our defense is just some consistency and, as you mentioned, Randy, a, a complete game, and I felt like that's what we, we got out of that going to Cleveland. And offensively, just watching a little bit of it as I was covering my two games that night, that day, methodical it wasn't it didn't seem like there was you know there wasn't a ton of bells and whistles it was just this is what we do and Cleveland couldn't stop you yeah it was a good night offensively we uh had some you know the first drive for example was I think about 10 or 12 plays you know we marched it down and ended up scoring and just kind of clicked on all cylinders you know I thought really just about every series when we went out you know and that's what we were looking for we were looking for some consistency because we had been you know, inconsistent, you know, uh, I guess against Abilene, you know, you could say, and at the same time we've had some really good offensive performances. Mm-hmm. So we were really just wanting to put together a complete game, and I thought we did that. And I'm not going to call it a bad night against Abilene High for, for Hudson Hutchison. It was un-Hudson-like. It wasn't his usual masterful game. But he, just watch, looking at the stats and watching him play, he, he kind of got that out of his system pretty quick. Well, you know, he's a kid that – that takes, you know, every situation and, and really evaluates it and says, well, what, what, what can we do differently? What can I do differently and, and be better for it? And that's why he is, you know, who he is. And, you know, in the Abilene game, it was a lot, a lot of it was Abilene. You know, they had a good defensive plan. They're really good on defense. Uh, I thought we went into the game trying to hit a bunch of home runs early in the game and, and we had to kind of change our thinking. You know, and so uh, it wasn't just HUD. It was some of the play calling, you know, by us and having to make some adjustments and, and do that. Didn't punch it in when we were in the red zone three times. So, you know, you can definitely chalk that up to that. But uh, definitely a learning experience that I think we're better for. And you're going to see defenses like that probably 
if not five weeks in a row, at least three out of those five weeks in district play. Oh, for sure. Uh, and I would say I believe, you know, up there is one of the best defenses we've we've played so far and one of the best ones I've seen on film, you know, this year and going into our district, which is extremely tough. I think it's tougher than, than even normal, Randy. I mean, I think uh, 2-6-A is, is just a grind, you know, and uh, I think those games are just going to help us get ready for district, and we're definitely going to see a good defense this next week against Legacy. If I'm uh, trying to think in, my, in the standings that I just ran, I think Central is the only one that's got two losses or more, or is Odessa? Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. So the year, and Midland High is having one of those seasons that they may look back on for years and remember after kind of some struggles. The last time Craig Yenzer was there, I think that's when they had this kind of season going. So that's been yeah. a few years. Yeah, and I hope they have a good season, just not against us, Randy. You don't have to worry about them for a while. You've got to no. take care of the Rebels first. Uh, Maverick Allen, I, I texted you about him, 100, over 100 snaps, did a little bit more on offense than he had been. Was that just because of the situation, or is he a kid that's kind of starting to emerge a little bit? Um, I on, think on both. Offense, I know on defense he's been there. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, a, a little of both, you know, or, or uh, I guess is a way to put that. He uh, uh, is a weapon, you know, on offense, and then obviously has started for us on two, for the last two years at corner. Um, and we, we had some depth issues at corner, you know, with a couple kids being injured that we're kind of coming out of now, and that kind of frees him up to, to maybe play some offense. And, you know, he's a guy that has been practicing that position all along, and he and I were kidding with each other about him not playing any offense. You know, I said, just, hey, keep being ready. And, you know, luckily he, he – uh, he did that advice because when, when opportunity knocked, you know, the other night he was he was dang sure ready and excited to do that. And, you know, we call those guys that can play both ways Iron Men, and he, he really represents that because he played, I think he said, 103 or four snaps, including special teams. Uh, and he's a kid that, that didn't miss hardly at all. He made 90, over 90% of our summer workouts, you know, so he's in shape, Randy, is what I'm getting at. Uh, and I was just excited to see him have that success on both sides. Did you ever play 100, 304 snaps in a game? Don't think that it was ever even, a, you know, I even guess, close. You want to guess that <laughs> Steve Parr's offense, you might have had 40 or 50 snaps in a game on offense. That sounds, yeah, that sounds about right for sure. Um, it's, it's good to be young. If, Maverick, if <laughs> you're Maverick's age, you think, oh, I can go out and do all this and get a little bit older. It's a little trickier. It is. Enjoy it while it lasts. Huh? Yeah, exactly. So let's shift gears. You head to Midland. Um, it's a place that you guys are used to playing against a program you're used to playing. Last year's success was, I thought, maybe one of the turning points of the season against them. You guys came out 28 to nothing early. Am I right? Yeah, we. Was, I think we had 28, maybe even in the first quarter. Yeah, it was. It was quick. Yeah, it was 42 to seven at halftime. Right, and that's not something Legacy's used to. No, and you they made their run in the second half. I thought getting the big lead was important, and then finding a way to hold them off in the second half was pretty key for you. Yeah, it was. You know, and we've had other instances over the years where we've jumped out on, on Legacy, and they've come storming back, you know, and they really made a run at it last year in the second half, as you mentioned as well. And uh, luckily we were able to hold on and, you know, win that ball game. And, you know, there's a lot of ways to win a game as long as you come out one point ahead, <laughs> then I'll take it. But, uh, uh, you know, looking for another big game this week, obviously, or this next week. 
what are they good at? And I'm going to assume it's a lot of what they're always good at, but what are they good at this season? You know, they're always good. Uh, I really think this is one of the strongest teams they've had uh, uh, in the last really seven years. And I, one reason I think that is they're just so balanced on offense. They run the ball really, really well. And then they have a lot of weapons on offense at, at their receiver spots. And then their QB, you know, who started for them for three years now, is, is really, really playing well. Uh, so that just presents a big challenge. And then defensively, they, they are who they are. You know, they always have some players on defense that, that are really good. And so you just put all that together, and that makes a good team. You guys have played a tough schedule. I'm not sure anybody in your district has played the level of schedule they have. They've crisscrossed the state sure. to, to face teams. And there, there's something to be said for being ready. Like you said, your district is going to be really good anyway. But when you've watched video of them against some of these high-level programs, does anything surprise you about what they've done? You know, no, I don't know that anything – ever surprises me you know when it comes to them you know and scheduling in west texas for 6a are are really really tough uh and that makes us sometimes have to travel and play some other teams that are really really good which is you know a good thing really um and and legacy always seems to to have a few of those on their schedule and uh they played cibolo steel which was a really really good good team and didn't fare so well, you know, at times, but still scored a bunch of points on them, you know, and then they played Converse Judson this last week who who has all the history of winning and, mm -hmm. and uh, played them, you know, ended up winning the game, obviously, but but it was a really good game between those those two teams. So I just, I think that shows you what kind of caliber we have in 2-6-A and the caliber of team that Legacy is. Years ago when John Parchman, I think this was either during their three-peat or right afterwards, they couldn't couldn't find anybody that would play him. They went to West Monroe, Louisiana, which is as good a team, as, as good a program as there is in Louisiana. And that's – talk about a road trip. I know you guys got back from a road trip, but that's that's a haul. And I think they lost the game, and then there was some controversy. West Monroe coach wouldn't come back this direction. But I think they've – at least now they can find people to play. You guys have been in that same spot. Matter of fact, I just talked to Will Blaylock, the Estacado coach. He said his uh, Tyler Lee out in Tyler is, is the only 6A team out in that region. You could, there you go. You guys could line up a hey, match may up happen. powerhouses. Yeah, it may happen. That'd be a good trek yeah, as well. You know, you don't have to go to another state to make right. a good trip here in right. Texas. <laughs> exactly, which Parchman talked about. He hated to have to do that, but it's just part of the situation. It. That yeah. When you got Cedric Benson – in your backfield, people are not going to return your calls. I don't know yeah. if they, they may not return your phone calls when you got Hudson either. So, very true. What do you like about what you guys have done in your first five? Well, there's a lot of things. You know, we've played some really close games. Played double uh, or back-to-back -back overtime games. Uh, played a really, really close game against Abilene, obviously. Um, and so, I think in all those games, you really learn how important it is to just have that next play mentality, you know, and I know that's a cliche, but it's just, it's so important and, and it's easier said than it is to do for sure. You know, and then coming off all of that, I think, you know, for one, those are such emo emotional victories that mm -hmm. you have to continue to mentally, you know, get back up each week to play. And when you have a tough schedule, it's a little easier to get back up, you know. Um, and then going out to Cleveland and, and playing them and, you know, they're a team that's used to winning 
back-to-back state champions the last three years, you know, and going into their place. A scenery's a little different there, Randy, in, in Albuquerque or, talking know, in the about suburbs it. with the mountains, you know, in the background. Um, but just really proud of how our kids handled that trip and played in that game. So hopefully we carry that all into the in, into our district play because we're going to need it. No mountains in Midland, just <laughs> oil, oil wells and no. dirt fields. So you guys can focus yeah, a little, on little different for sure on between the lines. Kids, high school kids, don't always notice how different things get when you get to district. Have you noticed anything different with your guys, or they have they stayed pretty even keeled? You know, this crew who is I feel like is pretty seasoned. Uh, they've stayed pretty even. You know, and our our practices are, are pretty consistent. You know, we have some better than others, but you know, just day in and day out, our, our habits uh, are, are there and, and we focused on habits and, and I feel like our guys have bought into that idea and uh, this is a pretty good crew when it comes to that. And I think going back to last year and even two years ago and the stuff that happened at the end there, the older guys understand how key these district games are in terms of where you wind up once the regular season ends. I, I, kids are pretty smart about stuff like that. They, they really are, you know, and, and even our kids, you know, looking at our district have made comments about how tough our district is just as a whole because, you know, they're keeping up with everybody as well. And so they know what's ahead of us and they know what it's going to take to prepare and go out and win. And after, what did you call it? You called it an open week. I like that better than bye week. Open for sure. Because you're not off and you know, you're still, still working, working. To, to get better. I told you before we started, I appreciate you not using the same term that Clint Hartman used on a video I was watching, um, but you did work your guys. And they get back to work on Monday and start down the district road. They start District 26A play next Friday at Midland Legacy. This is Randy Rosetta with HubCityPreps.com, and this has been the Tiger Tracks Podcast.